Second Chronicles chapter 13 In the eighteenth year of Jeroboam's reign, Abijah became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother's name was Micaiah, daughter of Uriel, and she was from Gibeah. And there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah went into battle with an army of four hundred thousand chosen men, while Jeroboam drew up in formation against him with eight hundred thousand chosen and mighty men of valor. Then Abijah stood on Mount Zemaraim in the hill country of Ephraim and said, Hear me, O Jeroboam, and all Israel. Do you not know that the Lord, the God of Israel, has given the kingship of Israel to David and his descendants forever by a covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, a servant of Solomon, son of David, rose up and rebelled against his master. Then worthless and wicked men gathered around him to resist Rehoboam, son of Solomon, when he was young, inexperienced, and unable to resist them. And now you think you can resist the kingdom of the Lord, which is in the hands of David's descendants. You are indeed a vast army, and you have with you the golden calves that Jeroboam made for you as gods. But did you not drive out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron, and the Levites? And did you not make priests for yourselves as do the peoples of other lands? Now whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams can become a priest of things that are not gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God. We have not forsaken him. The priests who minister to the Lord are the sons of Aaron, and the Levites attend to their duties. Every morning and every evening they present burnt offerings and fragrant incense to the Lord. They set out the rows of showbread on the ceremonially clean table, and every evening they light the lamps of the gold lampstand. We are carrying out the requirements of the Lord our God, while you have forsaken him. Now behold, God himself is with us as our head, and his priests with their trumpets sound the battle call against you. O children of Israel, do not fight against the Lord, the God of your fathers, for you will not succeed. Now Jeroboam had sent troops around to ambush from the rear, so that while he was in front of Judah, the ambush was behind them. When Judah turned and discovered that the battle was both before and behind them, they cried out to the Lord. Then the priests blew the trumpets, and the men of Judah raised the battle cry. And when they raised the cry, God routed Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. So the Israelites fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hands. Then Abijah and his people struck them with a mighty blow, and five hundred thousand chosen men of Israel fell slain. Thus the Israelites were subdued at that time, and the men of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord, the God of their fathers. Abijah pursued Jeroboam and captured some cities from him. Bethel, Jeshana, and Ephron, along with their villages. Jeroboam did not again recover his power during the days of Abijah, and the Lord struck him down, and he died. But Abijah grew strong, married fourteen wives, and became the father of twenty-two sons and sixteen daughters. Now the rest of the acts of Abijah, along with his ways and his words, are written in the treaties of the prophet Edo. Chapter 14 Then Abijah rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. And his son Asa reigned in his place. And in his days the land was at peace for ten years. And Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. 
He removed the foreign altars and high places, shattered the sacred pillars, and chopped down the Asherah poles. He commanded the people of Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their fathers, and to observe the law and the commandments. He also removed the high places and incense altars from all the cities of Judah, and under him the kingdom was at peace. Because the land was at peace, Asa built fortified cities in Judah. In those days no one made war with him, because the Lord had given him rest. So he said to the people of Judah, Let us build these cities and surround them with walls and towers, with doors and bars. The land is still ours, because we have sought the Lord our God. We have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. Asa had an army of 300,000 men from Judah bearing large shields and spears, and 280,000 men from Benjamin bearing small shields and drawing the bow. All these were mighty men of valor. Then Zerah the Cushite came against them with an army of one million men and 300 chariots, and they advanced as far as Merishah. So Asa marched out against him and lined up in battle formation in the valley of Zephathah near Merishah. Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, there is no one besides you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we have come against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let a mere mortal prevail against you. So the Lord struck down the Cushites before Asa and Judah, and the Cushites fled. Then Asa and his army pursued them as far as Gerar. The Cushites fell and could not recover, for they were crushed before the Lord and his army. So the people of Judah carried off a great amount of plunder and attacked all the cities around Gerar, because the terror of the Lord had fallen upon them. They plundered all the cities, since there was much plunder there. They also attacked the tents of the herdsmen and carried off many sheep and camels. Then they returned to Jerusalem. Chapter 15 Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah son of Oded. So he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For many years Israel has been without the true God, without a priest to instruct them, and without the law. But in their distress they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found by them. In those days there was no safety for travelers, because the residents of the lands had many conflicts. Nation was crushed by nation, and city by city, for God afflicted them with all kinds of adversity. But as for you, be strong, do not be discouraged, for your work will be rewarded. When Asa heard these words, and the prophecy of Azariah son of Oded the prophet, he took courage and removed the detestable idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin, and from the cities he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. He then restored the altar of the Lord that was in front of the portico of the Lord's temple, and he assembled all Judah and Benjamin, along with those from the tribes of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had settled among them. For great numbers had come over to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. So they gathered together in Jerusalem in the third month of the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. At that time they sacrificed to the Lord seven hundred oxen, and seven thousand sheep from all the plunder they had brought back. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, 
the God of their fathers, with all their heart and soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord, the God of Israel, would be put to death, whether young or old, man or woman. They took an oath to the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting, trumpets, and ram's horns. And all Judah rejoiced over the oath, for they had sworn it with all their heart. They had sought him earnestly, and he was found by them. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. King Asa also removed his grandmother, Makkah, from her position as queen mother because she had made a detestable Asherah pole. Asa chopped down the pole, crushed it, and burned it in the Kidron Valley. The high places were not removed from Israel, but Asa's heart was fully devoted all his days. And he brought into the house of God the silver and gold articles that he and his father had dedicated. And there was no war until the thirty-fifth year of Asa's reign. Chapter 16 In the thirty-sixth year of Asa's reign, Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. So Asa withdrew the silver and gold from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the royal palace, and he sent it with this message to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, between my father and your father. See, I have sent you silver and gold. Now go and break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. And Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel, conquering Ejon, Dan, Abelmeam, and all the store cities of Naphtali. When Basha learned of this, he stopped fortifying Ramah and abandoned his work. Then King Asa brought all the men of Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timbers Basha had used for building. And with these materials, he built up Geba and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani the seer came to King Asa of Judah and told him, Because you have relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Cushites and Libyans a vast army with many chariots and horsemen? Yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro over all the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. You have acted foolishly in this matter. From now on, therefore, you will be at war. Asa was angry with the seer and became so enraged over this matter that he put the man in prison, and at the same time Asa oppressed some of the people. Now the rest of the acts of Asa from beginning to end are indeed written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the thirty-ninth year of his reign Asa became diseased in his feet, and his malady became increasingly severe. Yet even in his illness he did not seek the Lord, but only the physicians. So in the forty-first year of his reign Asa died and rested with his fathers, and he was buried in the tomb that he had cut out for himself in the city of David. They laid him on a bear that was full of spices and various blended perfumes. Then they made a great fire in his honor. Chapter 17 Asa's son Jehoshaphat reigned in his place, and he strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in every fortified city of Judah and put garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim, that his father Asa had captured. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the earlier ways of his father David. 
He did not seek out the Baals, but he sought the God of his father and walked by his commandments rather than the practices of Israel. So the Lord established the kingdom in his hand, and all Judah brought him tribute, so that he had an abundance of riches and honor, and his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials, Ben-Hael, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nethanel, and Micaiah, to teach in the cities of Judah, accompanied by certain Levites, Shemaiah, Nethaniah, Zebediah, Azel, Shemirmoth, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tabijah, and Tabadonijah, along with the priests Elishama and Joram. They taught throughout Judah, taking with them the book of the law of the Lord. They went throughout the towns of Judah and taught the people. And the dread of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that surrounded Judah, so that they did not make war against Jehoshaphat. Some Philistines also brought gifts and silver as tribute to Jehoshaphat, and the Arabs brought him 7,700 rams and 7,700 goats from their flocks. Jehoshaphat grew stronger and stronger, and he built fortresses and store cities in Judah and kept vast supplies in the cities of Judah. He also had warriors in Jerusalem who were mighty men of valor. These are their numbers according to the houses of their fathers. From Judah, the commanders of thousands, Adna the commander, and with him, 300,000 mighty men of valor. Next to him, Jehananan the commander, and with him, 280,000. And next to him, Amasiah, son of Zikri, the volunteer for the Lord, and with him, 200,000 mighty men of valor. From Benjamin, Eliada, a mighty man of valor, and with him, 200,000 armed with bows and shields. And next to him, Jehozabad, and with him, 180,000 armed for battle. These were the men who served the king, besides those he stationed in the fortified cities throughout Judah. Chapter 18 Now Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance, and he allied himself with Ahab by marriage. And some years later he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria, where Ahab sacrificed many sheep and cattle for him and the people with him, and urged him to march up to Ramoth-Gilead. Ahab king of Israel asked Jehoshaphat king of Judah, Will you go with me against Ramoth-Gilead? And Jehoshaphat replied, I am like you, and my people are your people. We will join you in the war. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, Please inquire first for the word of the Lord. So the king of Israel assembled the prophets, four hundred men, and asked them, Should we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or should we refrain? Go up, they replied and God will deliver it into the hand of the king. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here, of whom we can inquire? The king of Israel answered, There is still one man who can ask the Lord, but I hate him, because he never prophesies anything good for me, but only bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. The king should not say that, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Imlah, at once. Dressed in royal attire, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now Zedekiah, son of Shenanah, had made for himself iron horns and declared, 
This is what the Lord says. With these you shall gore the Arameans until they are finished off. And all the prophets were prophesying the same, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micaiah instructed him, Behold, with one accord the words of the prophets are favorable to the king, so please let your words be like theirs, and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I will speak whatever my God tells me. When Micaiah arrived, the king asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or should we refrain? Go up and triumph, Micaiah replied, for they will be given into your hand. But the king said to him, How many times must I make you swear not to tell me anything but the truth in the name of the Lord? So Micaiah declared, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, These people have no master. Let each one return home in peace. Then the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you that he never prophesies good for me, but only bad? Micaiah continued, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab, king of Israel, to march up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one suggested this and another that. Then a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord, and said, I will entice him. By what means? asked the Lord. And he replied, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouths of all his prophets. You will surely entice him and prevail, said the Lord. Go and do it. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of these prophets of yours, and the Lord has pronounced disaster against you. Then Zedekiah, son of Shanana, went up, struck Micaiah in the face, and demanded, Which way did the Spirit of the Lord go when he departed from me to speak with you? Micaiah replied, You will soon see, on that day when you go and hide in an inner room. And the king of Israel declared, Take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and tell them that this is what the king says. Put this man in prison and feed him only bread and water until I return safely. But Micaiah replied, If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, Take heed, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his chariot commanders, Do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they said, This is the king of Israel. So they turned to fight against him, but Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God drew them away from him, and when the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. However, a certain man drew his bow without taking special aim, and he struck the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. So the king said to his charioteer, Turn around and take me out of the battle, for I am badly wounded. The battle raged throughout the day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot, facing the Arameans until evening, and at sunset he died. 
Chapter 19 When Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, had returned safely to his home in Jerusalem, Jehu, son of Hanani, the seer, went out to confront him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. However, some good is found in you, for you have removed the Asherah poles from the land and have set your heart on seeking God. Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem, and once again he went out among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and turned them back to the Lord, the God of their fathers. He appointed judges in the land, in each of the fortified cities of Judah. Then he said to the judges, Consider carefully what you do, for you are not judging for man, but for the Lord, who is with you when you render judgment. And now may the fear of the Lord be upon you. Be careful what you do, for with the Lord our God there is no injustice or partiality or bribery. Moreover, Jehoshaphat appointed in Jerusalem some of the Levites, priests, and heads of the Israelite families to judge on behalf of the Lord and to settle disputes. And they lived in Jerusalem. He commanded them, saying, You must serve faithfully and wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord. For every dispute that comes before you from your brothers who dwell in their cities, whether it regards bloodshed or some other violation of law, commandments, statutes, or ordinances, you are to warn them, so that they will not incur guilt before the Lord and wrath will not come upon you and your brothers. Do this, and you will not incur guilt. Note that Amariah, the chief priest, will be over you in all that pertains to the Lord, and Zebediah, son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah, in all that pertains to the king. And the Levites will serve as officers before you. Act resolutely. May the Lord be with the upright. Chapter 20 After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, together with some of the Meonites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea. They are already in Hazazan Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Jehoshaphat was alarmed and set his face to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So the people of Judah gathered to seek the Lord, and indeed they came from all the cities of Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand, and no one can stand against you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham your friend? They have lived in the land and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, whether sword or judgment, plague or famine, we will stand before this temple and before you, for your name is in this temple. We will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. And now here are the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you did not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But Israel turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession that you gave us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this vast army that comes against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. 
Meanwhile, all the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, were standing before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite from Asaph's descendants, as he stood in the midst of the assembly, and he said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle does not belong to you, but to God. Tomorrow you are to march down against them. You will see them coming up the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley facing the wilderness of Jeruel. You need not fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then Jehoshaphat bowed face down, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down before the Lord to worship him. And the Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, shouting in a very loud voice. Early in the morning they got up and left for the wilderness of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Hear me, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Then Jehoshaphat consulted with the people and appointed those who would sing to the Lord and praise the splendor of his holiness. As they went out before the army, they were singing, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving devotion endures forever. The moment they began their shouts and praises, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked for the vast army, but there were only corpses lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Then Jehoshaphat and his people went to carry off the plunder, and they found on the bodies an abundance of goods and valuables, more than they could carry away. They were gathering the plunder for three days because there was so much. On the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Baraka, where they blessed the Lord. Therefore that place is called Valley of Baraka to this day. Then all the men of Judah and Jerusalem, with Jehoshaphat at their head, returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they entered Jerusalem and went into the house of the Lord with harps, lyres, and trumpets. And the fear of God came upon all the kingdoms of the lands when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Then Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. So Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 25 years. His mother's name was Azubah, daughter of Shili. And Jehoshaphat walked in the way of his father Asa and did not turn away from it. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The high places, however, were not removed. The people had not yet set their hearts on the God of their fathers. As for the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat from beginning to end, they are indeed written in the Chronicles of Jehu son of Hanani, which are recorded in the Book of the Kings of Israel. 
Later, Jehoshaphat king of Judah made an alliance with Ahaziah king of Israel, who acted wickedly. They agreed to make ships to go to Tarshish, and these were built in Azion Geber. Then Eliezer, son of Dodavahu, of Merishah, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because you have allied yourself with Ahaziah, the Lord has destroyed your works. So the ships were wrecked and were unable to sail to Tarshish.